Hey guys, welcome back to the Life We Make podcast. It's been a while and I'm aware of that, but what a journey guys, what a journey. My 2024 has been a little bit everywhere, I would say. Um, I feel like I've, I'm learning a lot about myself. I feel like I'm learning a lot about my limits, like my own limits and control and understanding um for those of you who maybe are new i don't i don't know like if you're new or not um i know i did um i have just been like with my relationship with god i would say it has not been where i would want it to be but i also do think like i'm still in this learning process of like understanding right now I think I am not giving me the benefit of the doubt. I'm not, I feel like my relationship isn't where it needs to be. And I definitely need improvements. But I also want to give myself grace and be like, I have learned a lot and I have grown a lot. And I know God's seen that and he's like shaped me into the person I am through these last years. So I am very grateful for that. Um, So yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to give myself a pity party because I don't think that's the case. Um, but but yeah, so yeah, the last couple of months, I would say, have been very interesting for me. Not bad. Not completely bad. I'm not going to say they were bad. I just feel like I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned a lot about God. And I think I kind of put, I know this is common for a lot of Christians, but it's very easy to put God in a box and think like this is who he is he just appears when you like need him he's like a genie in a bottle and like you only use him use him when you need him and all the other times like you're in control of your life i feel like control issues from are always going to be my problem like if that is my like my biggest like downfall in life is having control like i'm so serious um, I try to be like, oh no, like I'm getting better, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't have these issues. No, I'm fine. No, I'm not fine. Like, I'm, I have terrible control issues, especially when it comes to trusting God. Like, the conversations I've been having with God recently, mm, they really have been interesting. They've been really interesting. Um, and he has made it, he has made it very clear to me, um, that I don't trust him, I don't believe him, um, I'm not giving my problems to him, I'm holding on to them, um, and the reasons I'm feeling the way I'm feeling all the time is because of that, um, so yeah, that's, that was kind of like, I don't know, a slap in the face, the way he kind of told me that, um, but I do have notes, and, I have been putting off this episode for the longest time and honestly I don't even think I'm ready to give you guys this episode but I'm just I'm just praying um that God would just give me the right words to say um that would be in a clear mindset hopefully as I'm talking (laughs) the right things are just gonna come out of my mouth and God's gonna give me more clarity because there's a lot in my life right now that I have absolutely no clarity on like literally none just when I think I've made the right choice I'm second guessing myself just when I'm like oh yeah this is good I'm like no this is not good 
generally no clarity like i'm so serious the only thing i know is i have class tomorrow morning um what else do i have i have work tomorrow and i might be able to fit in a meal between that time because wait can i fit in a meal yeah 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 i can um those are the only things i know i know i'm gonna go to sleep and i know i'm gonna wake up other than that and i know i'm going to school for a degree and other than that where that's gonna land me what my life looks like in the future no idea and to be honest after a lot of fighting with god i'm generally okay with that i'm generally like i have made peace of not having control of that aspect of my future which is something i've been holding on to a lot like i feel like i can breathe and just like like the weight of that is kind of lifted off my shoulder but there's still other areas that i'm not trusting god in and he's really making that very clear to me um so yeah i'm just i have notes guys i really do i'm really having a hard time finding these notes because i didn't really think i was going to make this episode right now i don't think um but if i can find these notes i think this oh found it i think this will be a good reminder for anyone and just for me to be honest i make these episodes for myself like it's therapeutic this is like my form of counseling i've been having guys i don't know how i feel about counseling or therapy i at least on a campus like a a college campus for me i don't know why but the idea of getting counseling or therapy from someone who's not a christian at least for me just for me personally is really hard for me because i just don't know how they're going to be able to help me if they don't believe in god and don't have this like like for me like i this is a wrong idea of thinking i'm trying to like get myself out of thinking this way but like it's almost like god should be my counselor so why would i need a middleman to go to especially if they're not a christian like i'm really having a hard time with that um why i just brought up counseling couldn't tell you i don't know why this is on my mind but yeah like sometimes i'm like oh should i feel like i need help growing myself but shouldn't i get that help from god like doesn't that help come from reading my bible like if i want to do that shouldn't i just do that but clearly i'm lacking in that area so maybe having a regular routine of going to therapy would help um i have a lot of friends that go to therapy i'm i'm not saying i have like i don't have any like mental disorder i just think it's good to talk to someone to grow into the person you're supposed to be and i feel like therapy really helps you with that um and it's a safe place to just like you know figure out yourself but also so is the presence of god so that's something that's really struggled like it's really hard for me to understand if therapy is a at least for as a christian at least for me like if therapy is like the answer or trying to grow that relationship with god on my own is the answer clearly that's also not working um i don't know i just feel like i don't know if you guys can relate but the last couple years of my life i feel like like this this is the only way i can describe it i feel like i have grown like close to god maybe like senior year before senior year don't probably during covid honestly i've grown close to god and then i've just pivoted like i have just like stopped like that growth has not 
grown. Like, that's just how I feel. I feel stuck in the same place. I feel like my relationship with God is stuck. I feel like I'm not growing closer to him at all. But I'm also trying to give myself grace because there's a lot of things that, you know, God has blessed me with. God has brought me through. And I I can only, it's only due to prayer because I prayed for it and God answered me. I don't know why though. Like, I am, I don't know why God keeps answering me and blessing me when I am literally the most unstable person. <laughs> I'm so unstable right now. It's it's literally not even funny. Um, I'm everywhere. I, I don't know. So... In that way, I'm, I just think God really sees a plan. Like, obviously, God sees a plan for everyone's life. So I'm just trusting that somewhere in this chaos, I'm going to get through this. And I'm going to, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is going to be Jesus. And for some reason, I don't know. I just feel like of all the people, I just feel like right now, I don't know what's going on in my life. But I don't know why God keeps showing up. But obviously he keeps showing up because he's God and he loves us and he loves me and he has a plan for me I was actually recently telling my friend this I don't think I ever tell God I love him like tell me about that like why is that the case like I rarely end a prayer with I love you God like I love God but I don't I need to get into the practice of like saying it and believing it or you know what I mean like yeah that's that was also on my mind and i'm probably gonna dive more into that into this episode but yeah anyway thank you guys for listening to this episode um this is just gonna be something that's been put on my heart like for a long time like this specific scripture has been put on my heart for a long time and i've always wanted to record this podcast episode um but I've just been waiting. I don't know why. And I don't know if this is the right time. But I, I've just been waiting to like talk about this or release this. Because I've been... I have a tendency of... I want to be on the other end of something before I make an episode about it. Like I want to... I've already conquered it. And then come back and be like, this is how I conquered it. This is how you can too. But I haven't conquered it. <laughs> I can't really say I'm succeeding in this area right now. So, but I feel like I need to just get it out. And I want to just talk about it because I've been wanting to, like months, guys. Like since like last year, honestly, I've been wanting like mid-year, I've been wanting to like discuss this. So yeah, I think I'm just going to just see where God takes this and just go into it. But I have been going through the book of James um, recently I love this book. I think, honestly, I my favorite book of the Bible is Ecclesiastes. I love Ecclesiastes. I could read Ecclesiastes over and over again and interpret it different ways and look at it in different ways because I just feel like it's just so good. Like, it's just so accurate. Like, obviously, the entire Bible is accurate. But something about Ecclesiastes, it just gets me every single time. Like, I just, I would read Ecclesiastes. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But if you haven't read Ecclesiastes, definitely read it. Great book. Just talking about, you know, what we put our values in in life. Like, whether that's in God or just in materialistic things. And, you know, just really trying to figure that out. And I feel like that I love... I don't know. I love that chapter because it's very relatable to life. And I feel like our society is 
very similar to a lot of the things Ecclesiastes talks about, about just meaningless things and the only real like joy we honestly have is from the Lord. But without that joy, we try to fill it up with so many different things. Like, yeah, it's a great book. I don't know. I love that book. But now I kind of, I also like the book of Proverbs. I really do. And even the Psalms are great. But I think second is going to be James. Now I've, I'm really trying to like, I've been like rereading this chapter a lot. Um, or just the book of James. It's not a hard read. It's a pretty easy read. Um, and I don't know. Every time, at least recently, I feel like James is literally speaking to me. Um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the book of James. We're also going to be talking about um, the story of the woman in the Bible who like, like couldn't stop bleeding. And then she like touched God and like God healed her. Like that story is the story I've been wanting to discuss for a while now. So I'm just going to jump into this because I genuinely don't know where this is going to go. I have no plan for this episode. I am just like, some reason now it's like today's the day I'm going to record the podcast episode. And this is a Sunday. I have church soon. Not soon, like at 12, 1230. Um, I'm currently going through something too. Today's the day apparently. Today's the day I'm going to record the episode. So we'll see where this goes. I'm saying a little prayer in my head right now that, you know, God would just give me um, the right words to say for this episode. And I hope this can benefit someone, if not someone, me. Like, sometimes I feel like podcasting is my therapy. Like, just getting things out really just helps me. So a lot of the times I'm doing this for me, for for real. So, yeah, I'm just going to jump into it. But, yeah, the book of James is great, guys. Um, To be honest, let me go grab my Bible because I have notes on my computer, but I only have notes on specific, like, sections. So I kind of want my Bible also just so I can open the book of James and just read that with you guys so bear with me i'll be right back okay i am back um let me flip to it i think i put the bookmark there yep james the letter of james so guys i have really been struggling with belief not belief in god i believe in god that he is a real person Uh, and jesus that he really did like come to this earth to cleanse us of our sins but for some reason when it comes to my life i completely throw god like jesus out of it like (laughs) i i'm fighting demons i swear on my own sometimes and i don't need to i don't know why i keep doing this this is a recurring pattern i always have i don't know why i do it i i generally don't i know why i do it but I don't know why I can't break this cycle. Like, I don't know why I come to the realization that I'm like this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to fix this, blah, 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 blah. And then I go right back and do it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to fix this, da, da, da. But when it comes to faith, the trust, belief, and just that God has a plan for my life, totally out the window. Like, mm, what are you talking about? Like, mm, let me just make it happen myself. You know what I mean? That is literally the, that is me to a T right now. So yeah, I've been really struggling with just believing in God and trusting him. Like, you know, I'll say the little prayer, God, I believe in you. I have faith in you. But my actions do not align. My actions do not align with that at all. Like, I feel like I'm just saying it just to say it. And that's also something I need to work on because I don't know why. I just, God has made it very clear to me. He literally told me the reasons 
you know, you aren't getting the things you want, it's because you genuinely just don't believe in me. Like, and I was like, yikes. Like that, when he told me that, I was like, oh, how, how could you say that? Like, I have been faithful to you my, since I was five. Like, I believed in you. Without, you know what I mean? Like, just like, I just, the audacity was crazy. I was just like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And he, he was just like, girl, you do not believe in me. Like, you pray and then you just don't trust me. Like, you tell me, God, I give this to you, but then you don't give me time to give it to you. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't give me time. Like, you're, you're all talk. I'm all talk, guys. I'm all talk. Um, yeah. So let's just go to James because what, what an experience. What an enlightening moment I have been having the last couple of weeks, the last couple of days, the last hours. Uh, I am trying to like hear God and also I have terrible patience. I am not patient at all. Like I want things to happen now, like when I want it and when they don't happen, I look for everything to be a sign. Oh, this is a sign. Like this is supposed to be happening like this. No girl, it's not a sign. Just have patience, just have faith. Like that's literally the definition. Like faith is trusting God. Faith is literally trusting God and being patient. So if I'm not doing that, I don't have faith. I don't. Like, let's just come to a reality, Corpo. Like, if you're not doing that, you don't have faith, you know? Uh, yeah. Anyway, James. So James starts off the book. I think I'm just going to read it to you because... I don't really know how to get into this, so I think I'm just going to read it. But the just the parts that maybe stood out to me. Um, I feel like I'm at an obstacle maybe in my life. I don't want to call it an obstacle. Maybe just redirection or clarity of like what I want. I don't know what I want. Like, I think I'm just, yeah. I'm just at a fork in the road, I feel like. And like one, the one side of this fork is Corpo's way and the desires of Corpo's heart and what Corpo thinks is right for her and what looks good. Um, like stat- just, just things like that, um, like money, status, anything. I don't know whatever looks good to Corpo and then God's path which is just maybe not what I want you know um and I think you gotta be honest with yourself guys like be literally honest with yourself sometimes the things that God has for you are not the things you think you want I'm just gonna be honest like I'm kind of afraid that the path that God has for me is not the path that I'm envisioning or I'm romanticizing or I'm idolizing in my head and I have all these dreams and I have all these ideas of what my life is going to look like and yada, yada, yada and all this money I'm going to make and yada, yada, yada. And I feel like God is consistently trying to tell me, girl, what are you talking about? I never said those things. I said that you're going to have joy and peace in me. But I didn't say it's going to come from your career or I don't even know anything. Like I just, I am such a, um, 
I'm very I'm a goal oriented person. I would say like I think that's true. Even though I'm trying to figure out myself, I'm like, am I even goal oriented? Like that's just how lost I am in life. Like I'm just like, am I, or do I just have these desires? I don't know. Whatever. Um, I'm a very goal oriented person, and I set ideal goals for myself, like, like uh, theories or ideas of what I want for myself. And when those things don't come to a reality or when they don't come fast enough for me, mm, I don't handle it well. I kind of spiral. I think about it a lot. I try to read, like, try to go around it, I think, when I feel like those things are God telling me, this is not what I have for you. And I don't know why you keep fighting me because you keep fighting me and you keep feeling the same way because you're not listening to me. Like I, I'm generally not listening. Like I don't like, I'll ask like, God, please. Like I'm listening to you. Like whatever, like this is what I'll be praying. I'll be like, God, like I'm listening to you. Tell me what you want me, what you're trying to say to me. And if God does not get back to me within three seconds, I give him a shot. Like, that was me giving my best shot. Now it's up to me to make these things happen. Like take control of what I think God wants for me. You know? And that is so not healthy, guys. That is so not healthy. And I know it's not healthy because it keeps getting me in trouble. Like spiritually. Like I just keep getting back in the same place. Like I am constantly, not constantly, but a lot of the times anxious. And I used to tell myself, oh, I have situational anxiety. It, which is just a, a term I coined, a coined term, yeah. Um, but I generally just think I have anxiety, period. Like, I don't know why it was so hard for me to just, like, admit that. But, no, I generally think I have anxiety, like, real-life anxiety that I need medicated for. <laughs> um, because tell me why I'm in a constant state of just, I feel, I was telling my friend the other day, I was like, I feel like, like, this is what like anxiety feels like to me like or this is how i feel constantly i feel like i'm constantly holding my breath and then i have to tell myself to release to breathe like like throughout the day yesterday i just kept like just randomly breathing out loud i would just go like because i generally feel like my i just been holding my breath like i'm holding my breath all day and then i have to remind myself to breathe like corporate you need to breathe right now and i'm like all right like constantly that's what it feels like like i feel like i just can't i just i'm just holding my breath forever like why am i holding my breath i don't know but i can't release like i can't release it that's how it feels to me that's how i've been feeling recently that i'm constantly trying to remind myself to breathe i'm constantly trying to breathe and remember oh yeah you can breathe because i'm constantly holding my breath i don't know i don't know what that's about i need to figure that out for sure do i need to be medicated to be continued <laughs> um so yeah i've been praying a lot about that um just that god would not give me god doesn't give us hearts and of anxiety guys or fear like that is literally the opposite of god that's the devil like if you are anxious and you have anxiety and you're fearful please know that is not from god i can't exactly tell you how to get over it other than like you know pray about it be in your bible like trust god but it's it's easier said than done like it really is like i can tell myself 
that 24-7, oh, I just need to pray, I just need to talk to God, yada, yada, yada. But if I'm not doing it, like, those words mean literally nothing. Like, what? So I'm really trying to practice what I preach, like putting in, put in the work, you know. Um, growth doesn't just come. You, you grow through work, you know, you, through effort, through what you put in it. So, yeah basically that's all i have to say about that like i just feel i'm a very anxious person i don't trust god i'm worrisome like i'm trying to have control no peace no peace at all like i can't remember the last time i had peace um like a lot of the times like in the moment i have peace but like i just don't know i'm just in like this spiritual battle like where i'm just stuck like i'm just stuck in place and i'm not growing in I don't know how to get out of it and I don't know how to grow and I, I try and I try, I read my Bible, I pray, I go to church and I, I just feel literally the exact same 24-7, like, like no improvements at all. Um, so yeah, that's just how I'm feeling. But the book of James, let's get into that. So um, I would basically say the book of James is just um, talking a lot about wisdom and the lack of wisdom and doubts and just you know being double-minded trying to like pursue steadfastness and just faith in god so james 1 1 through 4 um i'm gonna read it from my bible even though i do have it in my notes um i just want to make sure this is the what version of this is um I think this is the ESV. I generally do like the ESV Bible. Um, so yeah, I'm going to read it from James chapter 1, 1 through 4 ESV. And basically what it says is it's about your te- the testing of your faith. Like testing your faith and just putting your faith in God. And I think God just like reading this book um, recently. Like I recently started reading James. Um, just really was like a punch in the face again i was just like yikes like this is me all over like reading all over it i need to work on these areas of my life so i'm just gonna read it to you but it's count it all joys my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. I'm not going to lie. That last part, guys. Double-minded man, unstable in all his ways, resonated with me. I was like, yes. Yes. So me right now. So me for so long. Like, I am unstable because I am, I am, what is it? Um, um. One who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. 
For that person must, must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Like, that is so me. Like, I, it, it literally says here, like, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Okay, that's me. Like, I'll be like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Let me go pray about it. Let me go pray. Okay, that's good, right? That's good. That's what God wants us to do. Perfect. I'm like, okay, I got that part down. And then it says, God gives generously to all without reproach. And whatever you ask for from God, like such as wisdom, will be given to you, right? I'm like, okay, yeah, I've, I've experienced that before. Like I've gone to God and I've asked him things and he's given it to me. But let him ask in faith. Oof, that's, that's the tricky part right now. But let him ask in faith because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm asking faith. Yeah, like I'm asking God for this and I'm asking in faith and I'm like going to trust, you know what I mean? Let him ask in faith with no doubting. Okay, so if there's doubting in the mix, then that's not faith. We already talked about that. So if I'm doubting, I don't have faith. So God says, ask in faith with no doubting. And I got the first part. I'm lacking wisdom and I'm going to God for it. And I'm I'm believing that, you know, God gives me wisdom when I ask him for wisdom. But I got the second part. Okay, faith. Yeah, like I think I, I believe what I'm saying. Like I believe that God will actually deliver these things to me. But am I doubting? Because if I'm doubting, then I don't believe that, right? And I feel like I'm doubting. I feel like I'm doubting all the time. And this is why things aren't being given to me because I'm doubting. Because, yeah, <laughs> it's just so clear. You know what I mean? Okay, so but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. I'm just going back and forth. Like, I'm just crashing. I'm just going wherever the wind takes me because I'm doubting. I don't trust. You know what I mean? When you doubt, you find meaning in literally everything. Like, everything to you is a sign. Like, literally. Like, if I'm praying to God and I'm quote-unquote having faith in Him, but there's doubt in the mix... Anything that happens, I am convinced is from God. Like, that's the sign. That's the sign right there. That's what God is trying to tell me. And it's crazy. Like, it's actually insane. So, yeah. Um, if you doubt, you like, it's just a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Just, just picture the ocean. Like, just picture, picture the wind. Just, like, the crashing water. Just going back and forth, wherever. It's just flowing wherever the wind takes it. You know what I mean? Like, I am literally just going through life and just going wherever the wind takes me with no direction because I doubt and I don't trust in God. And I'm making mistakes and I'm making big decisions without Him because I'm thinking, oh, I am incorporating God. Like, I do believe Him, blah, blah, blah. But if I'm doubting, I don't. So obviously, I'm going to pick all the wrong answers. Like, I'm just going to continue to go the wrong way continuously because I'm doubting Him. (sighs) For the person... Must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord if he doubts. Yeah, Corpo. What are you expecting? Like, if you're doubting God, like, what do you think you're going to receive? And God literally says it. Like, you're not going to receive anything from me if you doubt me. It's very clear. Like, like I'm going to give an example. Like, uh, if I doubt someone... If I doubt the potential of someone or don't think that they can actually do the things they're telling me, obviously, I'm not going to support them. Like, because I don't believe them. Like, I I doubt them. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't believe they're going to get there. So I'm not going to be involved in supporting them, you know? Like, that's what God's saying. Like, if you doubt me, you don't believe in me. How can I support you if you don't believe in me? If you don't have trust and faith in me? And then he says, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Mm. I was like, double-minded? What does that mean? I've heard this verse so many times. And I never, like, I just kind of looked over it. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, that's not me. That's not me. I I believe. I believe in God. Like, the things I pray for, I believe that God's actually going to do it. So I was like, I don't need that last part. Double-minded, unstable in all his ways. That's not me. And then I was like, no, that's that's literally the that's literally the definition of me right now. Like that's literally me. Ask my friends. I am so unstable right now. Like, oh, yeah, that hit. So basically, um, the definition of steadfastness. Let me look. Let me look. The first part of this verse was counted all joys, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness steadfastness um that means like firm and unwavering so for you know that the testing of your faith produces firm and unwavering trust in god let's just say and let steadfastness let's let firm and unwavering have its full effect like fully be in it like do not waver like Fully trust and be dutiful. Let it have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If you're firm and unwavering, you're lacking nothing. Because you're firm and you're unwavering and you're steadfast and you're dutiful, right? You're loyal, you're faithful, you're committed. These are just other ways of saying steadfast. You're devoted, dedicated, constant, steady. I've here unswerving, uncompromising reliable unchanging like single-minded like you are driven like relentless you know what i mean so yeah that's what god is saying like count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces like relentlessness right and let um unswerving let dedication devotion commitment loyalness faithful loyalness and faithfulness um let that have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So that part of the verse is beautiful, right? I feel like we, we only look at that part of the verse. But then he says, if you lack wisdom, ask God, okay? Because you, you're not unwavering at that point then. Like, okay, he's like, okay, but there's going to be some of you who, who, who do lack this. So if you do lack this, if you do lack this steadfastness and it's really hard for you to trust in the testing of your faith to produce steadfastness. Ask me and I will give it to you generously, right? But you cannot ask like with a doubting mind because then you are double-minded and you're unstable and you're like the crashing of the waves, right? That makes, I feel like that makes sense. So double-mindedness, what does that mean? What does it mean to be double-minded? When I was reading this verse, I was like, okay, let me highlight this. Let me look up what double-minded means because i kind of think i know what it means but i don't really mean it literally it, it literally means wavering in mind undecided um for greek it like the greek word for it is like i can't say it and i'm not even gonna try because i don't 
I don't even need to try that, but I'm just trying to tell you what it means. Like uncertain, doubting, divided in interest really spoke with me. Divided in interest. If you're if you're double-minded, you're divided in interest. So you can't have faith in God and doubt God. You're divided and you can't equally give both of those things your full attention because you're either going to prioritize doubting God over having faith in God or you're going to have faith in God over doubt. You know what I mean? Over fear of uncertainty, over anxiety and anxiousness. You can't have both, right? Like you're you'll be divided in interest. What a great way of saying that. Like let's let's reread it. For the person must not suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. He is divided in interest, unstable in all his ways. Or you could say he is uncertain. He is doubting. He is undecided. He is wavering in mind, unstable in all his ways. So true. Like, these are just facts. Like, you can't have both, you know? So true. So good. So, the spiritual root of double-mindedness and how you can overcome it, right? Okay, so I know that I know that I resonate with this. So, I feel like God's telling me, like, through reading this and asking that he, you know, reveal himself to me through this, it's very clear that I'm stuck on double-mindedness. So God must be telling me I'm double-minded, right? Okay, so we know that. He must be telling me that, you know, I can't have faith and doubt in the same situation. Okay, so I know that. So how can I overcome it? How can I not be double-minded then, right? So you stop double-mindedness by um, boldly living in your faith. I am not boldly living in my faith. I am like, I trust God. Yeah, <laughs> And then I'm crying myself to sleep because I am like, God, what do you want for my life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have to boldly live in your faith. You have to boldly faith. Faith, it, faith is about trust. You have to boldly live in trust of the uncertainty and just trusting that God has a plan for you and God is taking care of it and you putting yourself in the mix is ruining it and it's giving you that anxiety and it's not leaving you with peace so james 4 8 says draw near to god and he will draw near to you this is how you live boldly in faith draw near to god that means not only going to church on sunday that means not only praying before a meal or at nighttime. That means not only reading your Bible once a week. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. It says cleanse your hands. Like pretend you're washing your hands right now. Cleanse your hands, you sinner. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. That's what James says, guys. Like he's basically saying, if you want to fix this, wash your hands. Confront the sins in your life. Address what you need to work on. Purify your heart. And stop being divided in interest. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm. So if we are double-minded, we are fearful, we lack trust, we're in a constant state of anxiety about our future, 
we have a hard time letting go and letting God. Um, I often, I, I just like to take matters into my own hands. And I try to control the outcome of things. Because I'm afraid to give it to God because I don't think God is going to handle it. Or take care of my worries and doubts. I'm just like, mm, this man has a lot to do in life. Let me just help him out. Because God needs help, apparently, to me. Um, I feel like, and like, this is just, I was literally one day, I was literally just like yelling to God. I was just like so frustrated. And I've never done that before. Because I just was, I'm just such a, God is great. God is good. Amen. Jesus, thank you for my life. Oh, I'm so grateful. I am so blessed 24-7. I, I, it's crazy. Like, if you want to know God, you almost need to have, like, a, a just a big argument with him. Like, I literally was just laying in bed, and I was talking out loud. Because I usually, like, when I pray, I pray in my head. I don't talk out loud. But, like, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk out loud to God. Like, this is just what I'm going to do. And I was getting so frustrated. I was so mad. I was so like, mm. like literally, what the crap? Like, what What are you doing? What's going on? Why put me through this? What What's going on? And I just felt like, like, he doesn't truly hear me. He doesn't hear my cries. He doesn't listen to my sorrows. Like, that's just how I was feeling. Like, I was just like, this man just does not really hear me. Like, because if he did... I would have this, this, and the other, and everything would be perfect, you know? So I made it my responsibility to search for guidance through people. Okay, if God's not going to give me guidance, let me go to everyone else for guidance. I have realized this about myself. I value the opinions of others so much, and I mean well about it, by it, but it's crippleized. Like, is that a word? It's crippling me? Yeah, like, it's not helping me because... I'm getting so many, I, the only one that knows what's best for me is God and me, right? So yes, I can go to other people for guidance, but I shouldn't make big decisions based of other people, right? So I have made it my responsibility to cut God out of it because God's not helping me because he doesn't hear me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't know how to handle my situation. So I need to go for guidance because at least, at least, at least as a Christian, I have other Christians around me who love God and who are walking with God. So they would know more than God, right? Because like they're with God. So I'm going to search for guidance through people and not through him. Instead of turning to God, I'm going to turn to men for advice. I'm just going to turn to people, right? I'm just going to go to my friends, going to go to whatever, my parents, whatever. And my decision is going to be based on that. So when I do not hear directly and clearly from God, I assume that God wants me to figure it out on my own. Uh, Like, it's so bad, guys. Like, I'm like, if I don't get a response from this man ASAP, that means, like, this is, like, this is God giving me the green light of, like, go and figure it out on your own. Like, mm, you could do it on yourself. Like, Like, because I didn't give you a clear answer, that must mean that, the answer is you, you know? Like, I just assume that God wants me to figure it out on my own. And then I put all my energy into trying to fix and understand what I'm going through. I am an overthinker. And I, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. But someone who just, just, just like looks for, 
like the detail in literally everything so i'm i'm having a problem right say i'm lacking in let's say i'm lacking in trust and faith so i'm trying to fix and understand what i'm going through like god why am i going through this okay well this is what's happening in my life right now so maybe this is it but like this is also happening but that can't be the case because you know this person said that and that person said that and like i feel like i really believe them and like i feel like you sent them to me because you you know you know i needed this blah 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 so like I'm spiraling, trying to figure it out on my own, and I put all my energy into trying to fix it and understand what I'm going through, and then I try to protect my peace by ignoring my worries and distrust, and then I have doubts. Like, okay, so then it it becomes too much. So, so let's go through the cycle, right, of what James is saying. So, I'm praying, right, and I'm saying I'm a Christian, and I'm saying I have faith in God, and I'm like, oh, I don't doubt. No, I'm not doubting. I'm believing God, right? But I'm double-minded, so I am doubting. I have divided interest. So because of my divided interest, I don't believe God. I don't think God really is listening to me. So I'm like, ah, God's telling me go talk to other people, get advice from other people, right? So I'm going and I'm getting advice from other people. And when I'm praying for clearly, for clarity and direction, and God's not giving it to me immediately, okay, well, that means that God wants me to figure it out on my own. So if it's about me and then I have to figure it out on my own, okay, I can't figure it out on my own. So the best way to figure it out on my own is to protect my peace, right? So I'm going to protect my peace and I'm just going to ignore ignore my worries. Done. Because peace is more important. I'm just going to ignore all the worries and I'm just going to protect my peace, right? And then it's an endless cycle of that because from the beginning, from the get-go, I didn't trust. I wasn't patient. I didn't wait on God, right? So then I'm, I'm protecting my peace, and everything is great. Hallelujah. I'm praising Jesus. I'm listening to Maverick City. I'm reading my Bible for one day. I'm praying consistently for two. Right? And I'm on top of the world. I am so close to God. Oh, I have protected my peace. I am with God right now. That's that. And then it happens again. God, I don't understand. Why is this happening? Okay, like I need to figure it out. Oh, you want me to figure it out myself? Okay, I need to go to people for advice because I can't make my own decisions on my own. So other people are going to make it for me. Mm-mm. I was putting on a persona that I trusted God and I believed his promises, but I didn't. And I didn't believe a word he said. If I cannot see a clear instruction and direction from God, or guidance i literally spiral and then i'm going to overthink and i'm going to try to make matters take matters into my own hands by being god and making things work the way i want them quote unquote the way i want them to the way i envision them so i'll block out all the noise all of the bad anything that god is saying like this is a red flag <laughs> this is not good no i'm gonna block it out because i already gave god his chance to fix it and he didn't so now I'm done with God. Now it's, it's this is me. I'm going to take it into my own hands. So I'm going to block out all the noise, all the bad, all the problems and challenges to only see what I want to see and to just form the story or convince myself that this is right. This is, I will be so like, uh, I will be so firm in my ways. Like I will be like, yes, this is the right way. I am making the right choice and God has told me this. Yeah. Sound like just hearing it out loud, guys, sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It literally sounds ridiculous. So I lack trust, right? So through this, through this learning process of what I'm going through, I realize I'm lacking trust. And I don't trust God. 
I don't trust God with my education. I don't trust God with my finances. I don't trust God with my career. I don't trust God with my relationships. I don't trust him at all. I was being a double-minded Christian. One foot rooted in Christ and the other foot rooted in my own capabilities. What I am capable of doing. What I can achieve for myself. So I'm just literally living a split personality. I feel unstable, unfocused, confused, anxious all the time, scared, fearful, unsettled, stuck in place. But then I appear on Sunday and I say my prayer and I worship God and God is great. God is good again. He has a plan for me. I feel restored. (laughs) Sorry, I need to stop laughing. Sorry. So... I just feel numb. I just feel numb to my beliefs, like to the Bible, to God, to Christianity. Like, oh, the the thing, it's so hard to explain this to people because when you grow up a Christian your entire life, you get numb to it. You just do. Like, it's just, sometimes I wish that I found God later in my life so that I could be consistently on fire for him. But like, I feel like a, I've seen it done. Heard that story before. Like, oh yeah, like you just trusted God. Like you went through a hard like a hard time. Yeah. Like I had a friend that had the same situation. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, yeah, you prayed and God answered you in like a miraculous way. Yeah, I've heard that one too. I remember that church sermon on it. Yeah. It's just numbing. Like I'm just like, what's new? What haven't I seen? It's so it's an awful place to be. It really is. Like to be thinking about that from the creator of the universe, the person who created you, to just be like, what else do you got, God? Like I'm just not wooed. I'm like, oh, you know, like wow, God. Not healthy, guys. Not healthy. Uh, so we've discussed that the spirit the spiritual root of double mindedness is fear and lack of trust. And even a certain degree of comparison that is planted in us by the enemy so that we're not living with boldness and faith. Did you hear that part? So if we're double-minded and we're divided in interest, why are we divided in interest? Why do we believe that, why don't we believe that God is going to deliver on his part? Because we're comparing. I realized I was comparing my life to other Christians' lives. I was comparing myself to them. And the enemy just latched onto that. And that's why I'm not living boldly. Because mm, if if God was going to deliver, he would deliver the same way he did for that girl that I know. Who's been a Christian for three seconds. All of a sudden she loves Jesus. When I've loved him my entire life. How's that fair? That's literally what I be, like, I'm going through. Like, ugh, it's awful, guys. It's ridiculous um, to be thinking like this. Because... That's not coming from God. That's coming from the devil. Like, God does not... What? Like, no. Like, what am I doing, Corpo? You know? So, this is the biggest wake-up call for me. I found myself constantly comparing my walk with God with others and being frustrated when I've been a Christian longer, quote-unquote, than another person, but their walk with God was so much more passionate and radiant, and I hated seeing other Christians succeed and me not. Like, I'm just being honest. It was like, oh, like, dang, this girl, like, 
she didn't even know God as long as I did. And she's literally on fire for him. And she finds joy and satisfaction in him. And she only desires him. And she's trusting him. But like, God, that's not fair. I've been a Christian longer. Like, do you, do, does that sound right, guys? Am I hearing myself? It was so frustrating to see young Christians my age professing their love for Christ and how he's changed their life for the better when I had known God longer but was not any closer in my walk with him. I told God, no, that's just not fair, God. I've been walking by you ever since I was six years old. How dare you, God? How dare you bless this girl who has literally only known you for six months, one year, two weeks, whatever it is. Like, what? And it was just a big slap in my face whenever I read James and I'm learning about double-mindedness and lacking trust and not being bold in my faith. I just felt so stuck in my relationship with God, so disconnected, so closed off, so far from him. Everything was so confusing just all the time. Like, I literally just never felt peace. I don't even think I know peace. I don't know what peace looks like, guys. I don't think I've ever felt peace. Like, I was literally always in a state of constant anxiety and fear. Like, the enemy just had such a big hold on me that I physically could not escape. No matter how much I prayed or read or talked to Christians or went to church, I just felt so just empty and alone in my thoughts and in my relationship with God. Like, just no peace. And to be honest, I'm saying this in past tense. I still kind of feel like this in present tense. Like, let's just be for real. <laughs> because I didn't, like, I'm looking back on it. And like I said, I never told God I love you. Like, I don't love you. Like, I've never uttered the words until recently. Like, I love you, God. You know? Because I didn't love God. I don't think I've, like, I, I don't think I've ever been said I love you to God. Like, just being so serious until recently. I don't know God. I don't know God. I I have this ideal version of him I think I'm holding on to. I, I, a version of him I think I know, I want to believe is the right version of God. But let's be real, I don't know God. Like, God literally told me, girl, you do not know me. You just don't know me. And the reason you're frustrated with those other Christians is because they know me. And you're jealous because you don't. And you're unhappy. I don't know his character. I don't know his love, his grace, his judgment, his mercy, his patience. I thought I did. But I'm realizing now that I just generally know nothing, absolutely nothing about this man. But I'm so excited. I am so excited to actually know him. That's the good thing about all of this. <sighs> so, um, I can't find this, but oh, I wish I could find this, guys. I'm I'm going to go back to my notes, and I'm I'm pausing on this one set of notes to go try to find another set of notes because this really helped me, and I thought about this before I thought about what I'm talking about right now. Um, 
Um, yikes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find this. My Google Docs is a disaster. But if I can't find it, it was very clear what the Lord was telling me. So I will be okay and I'll be able to figure it out what I'm trying to say to you guys. But uh, let me just try. Why didn't I write this down? Like what? Did I not write this down? Oh. Um, yeah, so I didn't write this down. Sorry. I'm sorry for this pause. Um, but I know what I'm trying to say cuz remember I told you I was going to talk about the um woman who was bleeding and God healed her. Um, maybe I can find it in my notes on my phone. Um, I'm sorry if you can like hear noises. I am trying to um um find this Ugh. I feel like I'm not gonna be able to find it okay I'm not gonna be able to find it and that's okay um I know what I'm trying to say let me just look it up though real quick um <laughs> I'm literally looking up bleeding woman because this this verse is in different parts of the bible but I think I like it from mark so I'm gonna read it from Mark, um, and I just want to make sure I get it correct. So basically, this is a story about like a woman who has been bleeding like for years. Um, she's and like she was considered unclean, and she could never stop this problem. Um, and basically, she heard about Jesus and knew she, um, he was coming to town, and she's like, if I can just touch his just touch his um his cloak um or his clothes like i will be healed basically so i'm just gonna read it to you um um this is in mark five um and to be honest i kind of want to read a little bit before but i'm just gonna read this part and basically it says and a woman was um there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years she has suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and I spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. So then at once, Jesus realized that the power, that power had gone out from him. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? And you see the people crowding against you. The disciples said, like, what What are you talking about, Jesus? Like, people, there's, it, we're in a crowd. Like, this is, there's a lot of people here. Of course, someone touched your cloak. Like, what are you talking about? You see that there's people crowding against you. And you, yet you ask, who touched me? And Jesus said, but Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then a woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembled with fear told him the truth he said he said to her daughter your faith has healed you go in peace and be freed from your suffering i am going to find i don't like this version um not the i, I don't like the niv version of this story um so i'm going to see if i can change it to esv because they're missing out a very important aspect of it um esv 
and uh, maybe maybe Matthew's a better one. Um, um, okay, yeah, so this is fine. So, yeah, you hear this story about a woman who, you know, had this bleeding, internal bleeding, not internal, um, bleeding problem. She went to many doctors. No one could help her. She heard about Jesus coming. She's like, let me just touch him. Immediately, she's healed. God felt power literally come from him and heal this woman. And he was like, who touched me? The disciples are like, well, what are you talking about? Many people have touched you. What do you, like, how can you ask, the, how can you literally ask that? And this woman, you know, she's, she just fell at the feet of God, like, knowing that she did it and basically God was like your faith has made you heal right I made you well so the reason I love this story is because reading this story God literally told me like 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 in a crowd of hundreds of people right Jesus is going through a crowd of like hundreds maybe 50 like 50 plus people right in a crowd of hundreds of people God felt the presence of someone believing in him. Release from his body. Like, the power of belief and faith in him, he felt internally. And because of this woman's faith and belief, literally power was released from his body and he noticed it. When no one else did. He noticed that even though hundreds of people were touching him in that crowd. Only one believed. And he said, who who touched me? Who believed in me? But Jesus, what are you talking about? There's thousands, hundreds of people here. Of course someone touched you. Why would you even ask that? But he was firm. Because he and this woman were the only one who understood what just happened. Hundreds touched him. Perhaps 50 bumped into him. But only one believed. And because of her faith, he said, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Mm. This is what I'm not experiencing. And this is what I'm trying to get to. And this is just such a beautiful story. And I've never looked at it this way. You see, this woman, she had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well and immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And it says, the woman had had a discharge of blood for 12 years. She had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all of her life savings she had and was no better, but rather she grew worse. Because she didn't, she went to, she went to people for guidance. She didn't go to God. She didn't, maybe she didn't pray, you know. She didn't turn to Jesus. She said, I'm going to fix this in my own power and it only got worse. And that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I've gone to physicians. I've spent all of my life savings and I got no better, but I actually grew 
worse. Right? But she's like, I'm done with this. And she heard about Jesus. If I could only touch his garment. The amount of faith this woman had is crazy. To think even just touching his garments would what garments would heal him? I don't think I would. If I was back in this time period, I would want, like, this is what I'm saying. I would get to the point in James where if I lack wisdom, I ask for wisdom. Um, if I have faith, God will give it to me, but there would be doubt. And you have to have, according to James, faith with no doubt. For the one who doubt is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, unstable in all its ways. So she didn't have doubt. She only had faith. If I just touch his garments. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry. Like if I was experiencing this. And I barely knew Jesus or who he was. And I just heard stories about him healing people. And I had been dealing with something for 12 years. And not even my doctors could heal me. And I'm in the crowd of these people. And everyone's touching God. And I'm like, mm, I have an idea. <laughs> I would just touch his garments. And I'll be healed. I don't think I would ever come to this conclusion. That's how little my faith is. Like, uh, I just don't think I would ever come to this conclusion. I would just be like, he's not going to heal me. Because even if I touched, if I touched him, even if I touched him, I know I wouldn't be healed because I wouldn't believe, I didn't believe. I was doubting that he could heal me, but she didn't doubt. And that's what's so beautiful about this story because God noticed it, that she didn't doubt. Because God was probably thinking, what a bizarre, like Jesus like, what a bizarre situation, like, how do you know I'm going to heal you? You know, you just have to have faith to know that. And because you had faith, your faith healed you and I made you well through me. And I felt, I felt your faith. I felt your presence because I knew you believed me. And that is why you have been healed. What a beautiful story. Because the woman, knowing what had happened to her, when God asked who touched me, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. God, it was me. Jesus, it was me. I, I've been struggling with this for 12 years and I just thought if I came to you and I just touched your cloak that you would heal me and you did. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Another thing I'm lacking in. And be healed of your disease. What a literal beautiful story. So beautiful. I'm going to end this. I'm almost done guys. I know I have a lot of notes. But have you ever just needed to cry. But you physically could not get anything out. Like uh, you you just need to get it out. But you just can't for some reason. That has literally been me for the past months. But the Lord put something on my heart that I had been running full speed from. Something that I did not want to hear. And I blocked it from my mind for months. I basically told God, I'm not going to hear you. You're wrong. And I'll show you that I can make it work. I'll show you, God, that it's supposed to work. That what you attend for me, that this is what you attend for me. 
but the Lord works in mysterious, weird ways. So left field, out of the blue, impulsive ways. I don't want to say God's impulsive. Um, tell me why I was just living my life. And thinking I was happy, doing all these things. And I'm on cloud nine. And just like that, God just ended it. And he's like, that's not for you. This is not for you. Why? Why isn't it for me? I'm generally so confused. Like, I was literally so mad at him. So angry. Why? What do you mean? Ugh. And I was angry to God for it. I was angry that God gave me something in the first place that I had prayed for. And I prayed that he would have guarded my heart. And I trusted him. At least I thought I did. And then Monday was just gone. And I just didn't understand. Because I've been trying so hard to understand God and trust God. But when things get tricky or uncomfortable, oh, and I don't have direction, I don't understand. And I lash out on him and I question him and I try to take matters into my own hands. And it wasn't until I read James and looked up scripture and journaled and that I realized how could I ever go to God and ask for anything if I live in doubt and am divided in my interests? If I am constantly unstable, blown and tossed by the winds of, the, of anxiety and fear and worrisome, overthinking, how can I ever expect God to trust me with what I'm praying for? That's what's going on. God gave me something. And he trusted that I would nurture it and take care of it in a healthy way, maybe. And I didn't. And he said, well, we need to take a step back. We need to take a step back. I need you to build that trust back. Right? And I, right now, you're not going to like this, Corpo, but... I'm going to have to take that back. And we're going to have to work together to get it back. Because I, I can't give you the desires of your heart if I can't trust you. To use it correctly, right? so what am i doing now (laughs) i have decided to just live free of anxiety and fear and just live boldly for jesus i literally told like in my praying like guys i was i was yelling at jesus like i was so angry 
And at the end of all that yelling and screaming and crying and tears, I said, God, I said, I, what did I say? I said, away from me, Satan, or something like that. Like, you do not have a hold on me anymore. Like, I am no longer going to be held by anxiety and fear and blah, 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 blah. I release this to God. I literally said, God, I release my anxiety to you. And I no longer carry it. So I decided to just live free of anxiety and fear and live boldly all for Christ. You stop being double-minded by living to please God and not your ego or not a person or not your will be done, but God's will be done. Because blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. But when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Um, that just really resonated with me. Because that's in James 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. But when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. God said, you don't love me. You don't believe me. You don't trust me. For these reasons, I am taking this, this, and this away from you. You're going to sit in this. You're going to learn. You're going to grow as a person. And I will bless you if you remain steadfast. If you remain consistent. If you remain, what's the word I wanted? Um, unwavering. Firm. Dutiful. Relentless. Steady. Unswerving uncompromising, committed, faithful, and loyal to me, if you remain those things, I will give you the crown of life, which I have promised only, underlined only, to those who love me. Wow. What a beautiful story. What a beautiful... Uh, I feel like every time I have conversations like this, like, guys when I tell you my notes were everywhere I did not know how this was gonna go for real and I feel like that was God so that is what I've been learning guys and that is what I'm currently learning I'm currently in a situation um, where I'm just trying to know God really know him and not just know him in the way I want to know him I want to know him for who he really is and I can't deny those hard things that God puts you through. Like, life is not just rainbows and sunshine. That's what I want life to be, but that's just not the case. So, that's, you really need to know God when when you go through things and not blame Him because it's not God's fault. The things I'm feeling have nothing to do with God, right? That's a me thing. So, that's the enemy getting to you. Don't let the enemy win. Reflect, learn, grow, and love and serve God. And that's really all I have to say. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this. I don't know who's going to be listening, but this is always so therapeutic for me. Like, wow. Like, today is a Sunday. I'm about to get ready for church. I'm so excited. I'm going to bring my Bible. I'm excited to hear the message. And I'm just so glad I was able to take the time out of my day to actually record this because I've been putting this off for so long because I just wasn't sure like what God wanted me to say. But he said it all right there. And yeah, um, 
thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will catch you in the next one. Don't forget to follow the Life We Make podcast on Instagram at thelifewemake.pc. And if you like this episode, you know, give us a star or comment in Apple Podcasts what you thought about the episode. Thank you so much. Bye.